Welcome to another week of the Soccer Thread Podcast. I'm Dan Schrader. I'm in Portland, Oregon. I'm not actually sick. You might hear a little something. It's, uh, you know, it was a dramatic day at Providence Park yesterday. Outside of Providence Park, transit, no comment. Inside of Providence Park, beautiful experience. Uh, whoa, whoa. And your boy? I feel like we need a comment boy? on that no comment. Is, is it, if it's chinchilla, just say it's chinchilla. But if not, we got to talk about transit. Look, I was standing on the corner at one point, and I looked one way, and there was a train station. And I looked the other way, there was another train station, each within half a block of the park. Is that good? Uh, is, is that special? Two hours. Two, <laughs> uh, it probably is. Yes, I think it is. No. Two hours before kickoff, walking to the stadium with people from every direction. So I was not on this podcast where Colin came hard at Providence Park Transit. I wish you had fine. been. I wish you had been. Providence Park is in the middle of the city so that as people walk to it, it's from every direction. So you don't get the single okay. point yeah. of entry walk. Sure. Okay. So I, anyway, <laughs> Colin, Colin, Colin. So silly. So you silly. could say the same thing about uh, the Fiserv Forum where the Bucks play. Like nobody. It's not special. It's just a downtown stadium. How many, how many train line, train station stops does it have? Within a quarter mile of it, uh, the Pfizer Forum. I, that's a good question. Probably zero. Probably Maybe zero. One, probably. Mm. So it's but, got I mean, a million times less. <laughs> TD North Garden or whatever the wherever the Celtics play has, I believe three. A How regional, many regional rail and two subway stops, and no one gives a shit. It's not special. I mean, it's not bad. I, I'm, I'd be happy to go there via train, but it's not like this thing that we need to wax poetic about. It's just a downtown how many, stadium. How many streets do they explicitly shut down just to create room for bike parking? <laughs> that's that's a great question. Probably zero. Probably yeah. zero. Well, Providence Park is one. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Unless you hate biking, Colin Smith, <sighs> hater of bikes and biking. Not true. Yeah, lover of bikes. Mm. Lover of biking. So that's that's a good point. When you Doesn't start like biking when to the match, are shut down. When you start biking to the match, I'll uh, give you mad props. I'm just glad that I'm aware enough um, tonight to know the name of uh, Timber Stadium. <laughs> the Portland is, Stadium. Which is Providence Park. That's it. Listen, I, was, uh, I was shook. I was shook. Colin strong-armed me. I Colin, caught you off guard. Colin comes hard with his arguments. They don't usually make sense, but he yep. will defend them to the death. But it's just like, honestly, if I could compare myself to uh, someone who's been hitting someone, in the news recently, it would be Sam Kerr. Sam Kerr, that was not the hardest hit we've ever seen, but that guy had no clue who was coming. He thought he was safe. <laughs> Palmer, you thought you were safe last week, and I just, I was going to go Blindsided. hard on you. And you, yeah, you had no idea, and boom, you're on the, the ground. You the don't only difference, that would be like if Palmer somehow found his way onto the Zoom and he wasn't supposed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> he just jumped in the Zoom, starts answering questions. But yeah. he's he's a full fledged member of the pod. He's been on hundreds of podcasts. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, I was. I Still, was it's a dirty hit. hit by me. It's a dirty was, hit by me. And I was I'm getting, not going to apologize for it. I was getting hit by my daughter on the other side. So uh, yeah, it's just I was getting teamed up. I was getting it Palmer from both sides. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk more about the MLS Cup, which Palmer and I were both in attendance for. But uh, the the voice right now is uh, it's a casualty. 
of too much singing. Uh, it is not a casualty of any type of illness. So just get that out of the way right away. Uh, Ryan Palmer, also in Portland, also at the Cup yesterday. I was How's there. How's your voice feeling? My voice last night was was rough. Uh, it's it's getting better. It feels better. Um, just we'll talk more about it. But just the that was the greatest sports moment I've ever been a part of uh, in the stadium to witness live. There's there's other wow. things that I've watched on TV, but that moment was yep. just incredible. Yeah, it's gonna be tough to wow. beat. That's pretty cool. Yep. Yep. It's cool. Colin Smith in the swamp. Uh, unlike you guys, I like to not watch my team play. So uh, this pod timing is fantastic right now as the yeah. Packers are at halftime with the Bears. Uh, really we, just appreciate Palmer putting his kid down right at the right time so that I can't get to that second half. It's just perfect for me. <laughs> we pulled Colin away from the bowling alley to come and exactly, pod. Exactly. <laughs> his other favorite not watching my team play sports activity. Uh, and Mike is in Minneapolis. Yeah. Um, I may be the only person then who's uh, been to an MLS Cup where their team won. Shout out to the 1997 MLS Cup Finals, DC United, back-to-back champions. I don't remember a lot from that day, but I do remember. <laughs> you were so I do drunk. remember being there. <laughs> so drunk. Yeah. I was, yeah, hammered. Absolutely gone. Years old. <laughs> gone off the Gatorade. Um, man, I can't believe we've been through. I'm the fourth person, and no one has mentioned weather. I'm just thrilled to give a weather update. Uh, but oh. before I do that, uh, I just have to say, this morning's Formula One finale, absolute disgrace. TDA, Drugba, GIF, it's a fucking disgrace. Just played on loop. Uh, I'm doing this pod in protest. Uh, but more importantly, weather update. We got a lot of snow. A lot of snow on Friday. About 10 inches. And that coincided beautifully with the first skiing outing of the year. Yes. Uh, just, yeah. just a perfect, just a perfect Saturday morning, like 20, you know, upper twenties, not a cloud in the sky, lots of fluffy stuff, which is great for your boy. Uh, makes it so it's really hard Soft. for me to go fast enough, uh, to fall. Just really had, really had a lovely guy. I own my own skis now. Uh, so that's wow. exciting. Wow. wow. We're, big, we're going big. all in baby. We're going all in. We have we have the pass, so I can get out there uh, on the trails and not get fined. Wait, it's hold on, going hold on. Down. Let's do you go. take public transit to the trails? How do you get to the trails? I could <laughs> actually. I could. It would be like a fifty-minute bus ride. Uh, <laughs> instead, it's like a fifteen or twenty-minute drive. So I drive. Whack. Where's the uh, the venue? The the Primo Forum for your skiing. Where do you have a pass? Uh, well, I have a pass in uh it's good for several locations in minneapolis uh but yesterday i was at theodore worth park which is the Mm. the creme de la creme of cross-country ski trails in naturally only the best for mike only the best only the best it was also where they offer classes because i was doing a little refresher but now your boys your boy catch me out catch me out on the trails on the weekends i'll be there (laughs) catch me outside did you so they went, you got snow on Friday and they had refresher classes scheduled by Saturday and the trails were groomed and you were out there in like 24 hours. Uh, well, the, the classes were pre-scheduled. Uh, so just really well coincided. They make snow here, Dan. They make snow. You know this. Come on. You're from the Midwest. Oh, uh, well, I thought this was like probably at a, maybe a state park or a city park. So like it, not it is making snow. City, city park, but they're, they're, they harvest snow. Um, but yeah, the trails were groomed. They were a little rough. They're a little rough. 
But uh, again, perfect for your boy. Your boy does not need a perfectly groomed trail to have a good time out there. It's better for Amazing. him. That is beautiful. Did we, did beautiful. we discuss, is this classic cross-country skiing or are we doing uh, uh, skating? Snow, snow skating? We, 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 got the, we got the classics. Uh, okay. If Cliff was editing, I'd ask him to play that, that song, Classic Man, but not the regular version, the chopped and screwed version. But since Cliff is not <laughs> editing, just imagine, everyone imagine the, that song t- playing yep. right now. But yeah, we went for the classics. I think uh, the wife yesterday was basically like, this is a mistake. We should have gotten the skate ski. Uh, but what are you going to do? We got the boots. The boots are the most expensive thing. You can always get some new skis and poles. We're good to I go. Yeah, to, I think what are you going to do? The answer is get another set of skis. Yeah, that's yeah. We're not we're not a we're not a two ski per household or four ski per household per person kind of household yet. We're not there. We got not to sixteen skis is what you're telling. Just, me. just that give would be it another winter. Far too many skis. Just give it another winter. One ski at a time. Yeah, you'll have we'll you'll we'll have get... different skis for different type of snow. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've got a little warm up. I didn't tell you guys about this. Ooh, uh, Palmer, yeah, come on. Palmer has had a preview. It's it's Ooh, not a competition. A this is perfect. Uh, I don't remember. On the on the walk to the match yesterday, uh, we were discussing what is it the, was the people the, that you saw and you can just count them on one hand because there's no <laughs> one walking in the streets. Yeah, we. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. We were actually uh, late to to get it. We will talk about this, but we were late, so yep. there weren't a ton of people. Because we were in between we commuters, um, so we were late. Uh, we were discussing on the walk, what is the biggest game you have att- soccer game you have attended live in person? Oh, yes. Uh, so I attended a U.S. match in Germany during the World Cup 2006. I think this one was bigger. I think this was the biggest actual <laughs> game I've attended in person. Uh, that was a loss to the Czech Republic, I think, in the group stage. Uh, how are you, just de- ended how up are you being... defining bigger? Yeah, I agree. More people watched that. More nerves. I had m- significantly more nerves ahead of this game. It oh. felt more consequential. Okay. It was for a tr- it was for a trophy. It wasn't group stage. I mean, true. More people watching a World Cup group stage match. Uh, but I was definitely significantly more nervous ahead of this one than i was for that uh that u.s world cup game and outside of that i don't think i've been to like huge i mean we went to that copa america together but that was also group stage um an important win i guess but not like a a huge game or whatever Mm -hmm, yeah i think this was the the biggest game that i've been to in person okay i i i would agree with that for i'm trying to think of like other other games that I've been to, like I've been to a couple uh, Chicago Bulls playoff games. Um, oh, I, we, I thought it was just soccer. Oh, I mean, I, I thought we were I mean, expanding it to just in general. But um, if for, you've got something for, else interesting to talk about, for listen, so- we got a podcast for soccer. <laughs> this is, a, I mean, this is a championship match at home. Um, it just, it was, yeah, this was by far the biggest. The biggest game, at least like the the game with the most um, atmosphere, I guess, around it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikey, I mean, for me, I think I already mentioned it. Uh, MLS Cup nineteen ninety seven. Think I was too young to have nerves, but maybe not. Maybe actually I had more nerves then. Then maybe that's why I don't remember anything. I was too nervous. I actually <laughs> cared more about sports sports then. 
uh, <laughs> but yeah, that one takes takes the cake for me. I mean, I'm wearing a Milwaukee Wave hat right now, and <laughs> I went to Milwaukee Wave fi- the whatever the MISL or NPSL finals a couple times. At least one where Brian Lofton scored a bicycle kick goal, uh, which in indoor is very rare, very rare. Um, so that was that was I mean a full house indoor game, like seventeen thousand people, is a is a weird and different atmosphere for a soccer game. Uh, as far as soccer games, I agree with you, Dan. I like ha- I don't have any great ones. Um, I've been to U.S. Open Cup final, but and that was good. But I I mean I'm sure it's nothing compared to what what yesterday was in Portland. Um, so yeah, I don't have a great one there. I've been to playoff uh, Packers games. Those are pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, I'd say what you guys experienced yesterday probably beats anything I have. There you go. It was fun. It was a big game. Uh, should we just talk about that first since it's kind of on the yeah, top? Yeah, please, please. Let's, I want to hear yeah. talk about it. So uh, our plan, scheduled kickoff time, noon. Uh, obviously, kickoff time going to be after that because I've got to run all this stuff, whatever. Probably 1230, we figured. Uh, so we thought we'd, we'd get downtown about 1030, be in the stadium by 11. That would leave us an hour to 90 minutes. It's We're in general admission. You know, like we knew there'd be a lot of people there, but uh, our usual spot in the general admission is not like front and center. So we thought we'd slide in 90 right. minutes ahead. Yeah. We got there. Packed. Pretty quiet outside the stadium. Yeah. We thought, oh, we're, we're golden. We beat the rush. Turns out the rush was like two hours before us. Jesus. Uh, we walk in. General admission is packed. Packed. Absolutely packed. It, it, was, it was like... It was as if it was what it looks like on like a normal regular season game uh, in like the, you know, 60th minute. Right. When everyone has gotten their beers, everyone is sitting. It, it was that packed. It was insane. Uh, and then and then there was some some bullshit happening with uh, seat saving, which we mm. had to kind of battle around that a little bit. But um I was shocked at how many people there were legit two and a half hours before kickoff. It was, it was nuts. Can, can we back it up? Like, uh, how did you guys get tickets? Was there a, a raffle or not a raffle, but like, a did you have to enter something to win tickets or did you just get them as ticket holders, uh, like season ticket holders or something? As season ticket holders, we were uh, given access to a pre-sale and actually there was a pre pre-sale for current season ticket holders that had renewed for next year, mm. uh, which is could be seen as a bit of a dick move on the front office's part because there are a lot of season ticket holders holding out on that decision until the um, conclusions from the investigation into how the club handled the 2015 incident with uh, Riley, whatever his first name was. Yeah. The the women's head coach who would like was coercing players into having sex with him. Uh, the club apparently knew about it, uh, let his contract expire. We've talked about this, but didn't really like do anything to make sure that Riley didn't go on to become a predator in other situations. So there are a lot of people really upset about this, rightfully so. A lot of people like holding off uh, as a means of protest and also to see what this uh, investigation says to make their decision. 
Uh, so the front office comes out and says like, well, we're going to give pre-pre-access to people that have already committed for next year. Uh, some people upset about that. Um, we decided to commit for next year. We had been holding off a little bit, but uh, thought that we would in the end anyway. So uh, committed for next year, got into the pre-pre-sale. Uh, the whole, the website was like a disaster at the pre-pre-sale. Um, <laughs> luckily, it. I was also sitting on Twitter and these like reports started to come in, like get on your phone, use the app, SeatGeek app, no line, no problem, whatever. So I jumped on my phone, got our tickets, um, and they were like $65 each or something like oh, that for general admission for bad. the final. Not, not bad. bad, yeah. After, not bad at all. I mean, usual general admissions like 32 35 something like that. So, like, not bad. Uh, um, wait, I just, so SeatGeek had their issues. Um, you know, at one point, if uh, if you tried to log on, in normal non season ticket holder uh time um you got put into like a waiting room and then you got put into lines uh the app crashed the website crashed it was really bad um but anytime that uh during the run-up to the game they were like oh SeatGeek is our sponsor go to SeatGeek for all kinds of tickets the entire timbers army uh entire stadium would boo uh, just <laughs> yeah. Timbers, like Timbers fans just love they love to be mad about stuff it's great we, yeah, we need to have Super Producer oh, yeah. Cliff on to explain why websites don't work as well as they should <laughs> this is and like 25,000 seats to a Timbers game cannot be the biggest event SeatGeek has no, ever held not at all right? like I don't understand how this overwhelms SeatGeek it just doesn't make any sense to me but uh, we were lucky enough to get in we got our tickets uh, on the open market, like once all the sales were done, if you were just going back for uh, secondary sales, the same tickets were selling for like around 500 bucks. Yeah. So we did pretty good. Insane. Um, yep. Nice little markup. Uh, so got there early, had to kind of like wiggle our way in to kind of find space because we knew we weren't the last people actually there, but also it was a sellout and it looked full, which meant there had to be space. So like, all right, we kind of went in, carved out some space for ourselves uh, and nobody ended up like really yelling at us and telling us that we were in their spot. So uh, that worked out. Can we, can we just we, hunkered down? Can we discuss how do you guys feel about seat saving? Here's how this works at, at Providence Park. People will go there and like for regular season games, I feel like this is it's still kind of Bush League, but it's, it's a workaround because it's not usually packed like this for regular season games. But people will get there and they will lay down a scarf. A scarf probably covers, you know, six sections, depending on how, how long the scarf is, right? So they're taking up ostensibly five to six seats. And then, so we get there, and there was two people that were sitting there, and they had their scarf down, and they were two covering for, they needed five seats total, which is like fine, you know, you can hold those down. But then there was a scarf that was completely unguarded, uh, laid down. No one knew whose scarf it was. Um, Unac- unacceptable. It is unacceptable. It, and nobody there. Unguarded. Like not even one person there for six seats. Right. You no. got to leave somebody. It was insane to me. It was insane to me. Did, and did someone come back afterward and like, yo, man, I left my scarf there. Or you, you well, weren't around so to figure it out. 
two of us ended up standing there and being like, well, we'll just tell them that you have to leave somebody. Like, we'll pretend like we know that the rule is you leave one person. Yeah. And right. then if they argue, well, I don't know, whatever. Uh, and the guy eventually came back and I just played dumb and was like looking off. <laughs> and he just reached behind me and like pulled his stuff down the bench from behind me. And I looked over at him and he was like, oh, sorry, just grabbing my, sh- my coat that was behind you. And I was like, cool, man. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> and then we stayed so and they had saved probably five seats and there were only two of them so that yeah that, that works yeah, okay. pretty bush very weak. pretty bush league very weak. it's it's pretty yep. it's not a it's it was not a great look and that ended up uh so we ended up getting split up because there were four of us and we had to sit you know a couple rows apart so it just sucks to the seat saving is is annoying and especially when it's something like that like you should just know that you got to send, you got to have a, a party there to, to save seats if you're going to pull the scarf stuff. Look, I got your solution right here. Whether we feel good or feel don't feel good about this, what the policy should Show be. Show up you know? to the game earlier. No, I got <laughs> easier, easier. Take your shirt off. Just take your shirt off. Just when the guy comes back and you don't have a shirt on, he's going to be like, I don't want to oh. be, be a guy fighting with a shirtless guy. Nobody wants to be nope. a guy fighting with a shirtless guy. So, so just have your shirt off. He comes back. Problem solved. I you feel I, confident. I, I got an easier solution that doesn't involve any clothing removal whatsoever. You can stay warm. <laughs> face tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at him. He, You've got a face tattoo. He's like, I don't think I want to nope. be here. I, I, the guy ended up. I don't even need that scarf. Cool. That's not even my scarf. I don't even. He can have it. The guy ended up being all right. He like he offered me a vape a couple times. Like, <laughs> you know, politely. <laughs> Turned him down in the time of COVID, sharing vape with a stranger. Uh, no, I'm good. Thanks, though. You're cool, bro. Uh, so it's fine. So we get in. Uh, a lot of pregame stuff that's just funny to watch, right? Fireworks and all this. There was a huge inflatable. Yeah, I don't know I if this made it on the TV. Yeah. Huge inflatable MLS cup that you could see them trying to inflate off the field before it came on. And you were like, and we were literally under a wind advisory all morning. Yeah. So they're blowing this thing up. It's falling over. The whole crowd, every time it falls over, is like, <laughs> you know, just having a great time with it. A lot of uh, not quite up for it uh, jokes on Twitter. Oh, yes. Oh, th- there yeah, you go. Definitely. Uh, there was definitely some uh, erectile dysfunction jokes happening uh, in my section that I was sitting. It was, yeah, it was on point. Uh, so all the pregame stuff, I don't know. Any other, anything else to say about pregame, Palmer? No, I mean, just the fact that, like, it, the pregame, it was still, like, raucous. Like, there were still cheers happening. Uh, the Phil Collins in the air tonight played at one point. And you you can see, like, bum. the entire stands <laughs> do the drum solo. Uh, the Timbers have, like, a big guy that plays the bass, and he did it. Uh, so and this is all pregame, so there's nothing else going on on the field. Yeah. Um, it's just, just huge. Huge booze for Seat Geek, for the owner of the Timbers, <laughs> yeah. for Don Garber, who yeah. like I'm not sure there's a an actual thing with Don Garber right now, but boo him, yeah. boo him, fuck <laughs> the like man. Exactly, what Palmer is saying uh, Timbers Army loves to boo. This, yep, just get a boo going. Give us something to get at, mad at. Uh, so yeah, it was it just it, the the um, atmosphere just kind of continued to ramp up and ramp up and ramp up, and then you know the, the players would come on the field and. Like, that was the moment where I started to feel nervous. Like, when I saw Steve Clark 
run onto the field. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> this is, oh, we're doing this. this oh, shit. Cool. I remember I was, what he did last time he was in an MLS yeah, Cup yeah. final. The most nervous I was was when Steve took the back pass right at the beginning of the game, 20, 25 seconds in, and I was like, uh, we've seen uh, this movie it was before. 27 seconds last time. <laughs> like For the Timbers, it's famously 27 seconds, and he's got the ball on his foot right now. Oh. And this guy behind me was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, the other cool thing about pregame was the national anthem. Uh, Portland's own uh, Portugal the Man played it, and I don't think anyone knew that it was going to be no, or at least in the stadium, there was no vocals. Yeah. So they just started playing instrumental, mm-hmm. and it took a little bit while for the entire stadium to like pick up. That was cool. But then it was like full crowd uh, national anthem, which was very cool. Yeah. That yeah, was I was cool. I was gonna say one of the games that I thought about saying was the biggest game uh i've ever been to or whatever is that i've been to army versus navy football twice that atmosphere is absolutely electric and the national anthem is one of the best moments of that game right Uh, yeah that's crazy um getting into the game then like atmosphere i thought continued to be great throughout uh new york was the better team honestly i thought throughout the game yeah um we we did all right. We kept it pretty close, like kept it tight. But New York was clearly just more skilled. Uh, certainly on the day, I don't, I haven't watched a lot of them, but they were the better team. Uh, got their goal early in the second half. No, end of the no, first, first, first half. late first yeah, half, first half, late first half. Um, so you know things quieted down definitely. But then the Timbers Army does a great job of like supporting the team after a goal. So it took a minute. It was quiet, and then mm-hmm. came back. Yep. Um, it, it did seem like on TV that the atmosphere was, was really good. Uh, and I, I say that begrudgingly cause you know, I don't really care for the timbers. Uh, but it seemed like the atmosphere was, was really great. Uh, one thing I appreciated is just not hearing the same songs over and over again, which there was good diversity. And, and I feel like, uh, just within MLS, there's a lot of the same songs that every club uses and it seems like the timbers had a little bit of their own thing which i appreciated uh my current like thing that i hate is um god what's that fucking song like not, now i can't remember it's like hey like won't you score a goal and i just just every team seems to be singing that yeah i and, know what you're, i know where you're and, going there and i, I fuck i fucking think it's like not just not a good song and the fact that everyone <laughs> sings it it makes it even worse so props to the Timbers and Timber Army. I think Timbers Army actually repeats their own like couple of songs too often. Yeah. And this game, they did a better job of bringing in the other songs that you don't hear every game. They, yeah. So I thought that good. I thought we had uh, there was a lot of diversity in the songs today. It was it was uh, appreciated for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so halftime thoughts, you know, it, we were down. It didn't feel great. Uh, you knew changes needed to be made coming out of halftime. They no changes. Um, then we just started throwing on offensive substitutions. Uh, Palmer, how did you feel? Like, did that feel desperate or, like, hopeful? What was the feeling around those? You know, it just – it didn't – the whole game for the Timbers just didn't feel like – like if you look at, I know it's you know RSL is definitely not NYCFC, but the the movement off the ball, the uh, the you know the dynamic attack that they had against RSL, it just didn't feel like they were there. 
Um, I thought that the, you know, Blanco coming back from injury, he started and ended up playing 60 some minutes. I thought that, that was probably not the right decision. Um, I would have liked to have seen him come in late as a sub. Um, I also think, you know, Paredes was left on the bench for Foshive, which was a, a strange decision yeah, for me as well. Um, so I don't, you know, I, I think that uh, Gio may have outcoached himself a little bit or at least kind of overthought the game. Um, I do agree that NYCFC seemed to be the better team, but neither team had like legit clear cut chances that I can remember um, in the first half other than the goal. Um, and even in the game, like it just felt like a, it felt like a final, right? It just felt very kind of pragmatic and um, no one wanted to make the mistake that was going to end in, in a goal. So, I mean, the outsider's view of this, to be honest with you guys, is like, uh, Timbers aren't that good. Like, yeah. no, that's a, also a, true. An injured Blanco is like the guy, or like Valeri, hundred year old Valeri is is the guy. Mm, I mean, he, well, was, he, he hasn't been not. this season. Yeah, I know he hasn't been, but like, like if you're waiting for a moment of magic, like he's he's mm-hmm. the guy. Like, who's the guy, right? And uh, compared to NYCFC, uh, the Golden Boot winner is the guy. Right. Like, right. Like, right. Uh, so. I just feel like as an Everton fan, a team without a guy right now, like we suck, but we beat Arsenal. Like you can be a not very good team and you can knock out situation, paper over the cracks and get a couple of results. But the reality of the situation is you're not that great a team. So if you're, you can second guess the manager, but like the options to pick for are like a guy who's a six out of 10 versus a guy who's a five out of 10. Like it's not a huge, you're not moving the needle that much. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. And I think part of it, it is probably related to that. It just felt like maybe the magic had run out. Like, I think coming into the playoffs, we were a four seed and, like, had a great second half of the season, but right at the end actually didn't feel that strong. It felt like maybe we'd get a game or two, uh, and we just went on this really great run. And if you're not a great team, you can go on a great run, and, uh, you know, it can still come up short. And I think that's right. Like, I legitimately think NYFC – uh, NYCFC was a better team. They were also the four seed. So there were three better teams in their conference mm-hmm. as well that we didn't meet. Um, but I mean, credit to the Timbers and we're not done talking to the game, but we like held in it. We kept it tight enough. Uh, and NYFC, NYCFC seemed to really run out of gas before the Timbers did. I thought, I mean, maybe the Timbers offensive changes shifted it, but like, it just seemed like even when, uh, New York got their foot on the ball, they couldn't do anything with it. And that's yeah. against a Timbers team that no longer had a strong defensive core. I mean, you still have Chara and Mabiala and whatever. So there's there's some central defensive presence. But, like, we'd gone basically all-out offense. Um, we had, like, an outside forward playing left back by the, or right back by the end. And he did a great job at it for what he was. But uh, it, it seemed more to me like New York just ran out of gas. Mm-hmm. Uh and we were able to capitalize on that in the end, get that goal, which I think we should talk about. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I think like the first half had a lot more rhythm because NYCFC had the ball and they like to play. And then the second half, I, I don't know if it's because they ran out of gas or Portland subs or because Portland had the ball more, but it, 
the game just felt really disjointed and honestly was like kind of hard to watch from a neutral perspective. I just like found myself just less interested. And then the goal and then the extra time I thought like was just good from a drama standpoint. But yeah, I definitely agree with Portland just not being super impressive. But I don't know. Finals are tough. I mean, so, uh, yeah, Mike, like I, I agree. Finals are tough. And I thought it was, I, th- I feel like finals are typically kind of shitty games, right? I think both teams are, they just don't want to lose, right? Uh, and so you end up being pretty conservative and, and those finals can be kind of boring. And I think that that's the case for this game. I didn't think it was a particularly pretty game. Like nothing really great happened. Um, one, just, one thing really great happened. Well, I mean, the moment. Uh, but, you know, outside of that, like, it just was kind of a blah game, you know. So 94th minute, I believe, uh, latest regulation time goal in MLS Cup history. Uh, the Timbers find an equalizer. Uh, Felipe Mora on a rebound coming off of a... Uh, it wasn't a set piece, I don't think. It was from the run of play. Uh, ball chipped in off of Mabiala's chest, drops back to, I forget who, who Nez- strikes it. Nezgioda. Nezgioda hits it. Uh, rebound back to Felipe Mora, who slots it in. Pandemonium. Uh, scene. Pa- pandemonium. Where does this Palmer stack up against like the greatest? I mean, you've got like the Wambach Brazil goal. You've got uh, Landon. You've got uh, the other Landon, Slovenia, Ghana, right? right? Uh, I mean, <laughs> all of those goals are better, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right? They, they just are. Uh, because I think those goals ended in, in a victory. Um, but yeah. for me, for me, this moment, and I said this at the game, after that, the entire stadium just like, I've never, ever experienced a moment like that in my life, ever. And just being there, I, was, I said, I don't care what the result of this game is. I, I don't care if we win or lose. This is the thing that, that will always stick with me, right? And this, I was doing a lot of thinking about this today. Uh, this is why we love sports and this is why sports suck, right? We were, it was insanity. It was insanity. It was just this moment that will, I will never, ever, ever forget. And you know what? We lost the game, right? Yeah. This is the thing. This is the thing that people are going to talk about for, you know, this like NYCFC has their moment. That's fine. But this is the (laughs) defining moment in this, in this, uh, MLS fans. For Portland fans. Yeah, I was going to say, if you talk to it, NYCFC fans, they will remember many different things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's for, for, but even like the neutral, I feel like this is the moment that kind of sticks out um, and will be talked about. And for me, it was just, I, I would take, this is maybe my hot take, I would take that moment and not winning uh, just to experience that and be a part of that over a 2-0 cup win walk in the park like easy peasy whatever even like a 1-0 uh you know 
boring game. Like I would take I would take that any I would day. actually like it was just insane. Th- that is hot. That's a hot. Uh, yeah, take. I would love to like have I'm that pose to Timbers fans. Like a a poll of a thousand Timbers fans said X amount felt that way. I, I'd generally be curious. I mean, I, I'm with you. I, I feel like that's a very big take of you. First of all, maybe it's revisionist as well. But uh, it's a, it's a I, user take. <laughs> I this is actually it. This is, I can relate to this take. One of the Bucks games I can remember the most is a two overtime game. I used to go to a lot of Bucks games for context when I was in like high school, especially early high school. The Bucks were good. And I remember a two overtime game where Latrell Sprewell from Milwaukee scored 50 points for the Knicks in a two overtime game where Michael Red hit like a three buzzer beating three to send it to the second overtime. We lost that game. The Knicks won and Sprewell's the hero and whatever. But like, that's the most memorable Bucks game I can remember going to. And I went to, you know, Eastern Conference Finals games where we won the game. But, like, what happened? Who scored? Like, who had 20? Who had 50? I, I have no idea. Like, uh, Alan Iverson beat us. That's all I could tell you. But, like, I absolutely agree with you. Like, you, you remember those individual moments. And to get an individual moment like this for your team in that atmosphere, in that biggest stage, like, that's crazy. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I mean, it, it was – my thought, because I was asking about the other huge, like, game defined, like, memory defining moments in soccer, right? All those last second goals. It's like any of those, except instead of running around in your living room and texting your friends, you're with twenty five other, twenty five thousand other people. Well, it, you know, minus then white, whatever, twenty one thousand <laughs> other people that are losing their minds. Mm-hmm. Like, just the placement of it was really special. It was. Like the emotion of it was on par with any of it. Yeah. But then to be in the stadium, uh, absolutely. Yeah. We'll not forget that. Yeah. I mean, I, I can remember like a 92nd minute winner from Carlos Ruiz at a regular season union game. We were probably a 500 team that year. Like that was awesome. I got covered in beer and it was super fun. Uh, and, and that supporter section compared to the Timbers Army supporter section is minor league. And this is the fucking MLS Cup final, like, right? Like, yeah, it's just tears and tears better, right? Like, that's that's a fantastic moment. You're, you're probably, I mean, I don't want to let you down, but you're probably not going to get a better one in the rest of your life. No, I don't think so. For a moment, moment. For a moment, no, you're probably right. I, but here, so here's my, my take is Fuck. what I'm... No, I'm let down. It's all downhill. What just I'm don't saying. go to games anymore. There's no point. <laughs> just time to get what up no points. <laughs> right, I'm just going to be chasing this high for the Focus rest of my life. Focus on your crochet. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, so what I'm saying in terms of for for me, right? Like I think if you if you pull the timber supporter, but I'm saying the people there in that moment, like as soon as they scored that goal and I finally calmed down, I <laughs> looked to the person next to me and I was like, shout out Joey. I said, "I don't care what happens after this." That is the thing that I will remember for the entire my entire life. I did not care. Do you, I, like, do you think if you had cared that they would have won? Probably. Yeah, maybe. No, maybe. Really yeah. Oh, this is part of the story I want to tell. So Timbers actually threw extra time, upper hand. It kind of dies off when finally Timbers also run out of gas and it mm-hmm. just becomes a pretty damp squib. Uh, go to penalties. Sean Johnson makes two saves in penalties. Steve Clarks <laughs> makes one. That's it. 
Huge uh, celebrations by Steve Clark in his one save, though. We have to, we <laughs> have to address this. We haven't even talked about the goal. Uh, yeah, should have Steve have saved it. Uh, oh, was he already uh, celebrating when, he, <laughs> when the ball went under? You mean the the goal in the first half? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it goes like under his knee. It's, it's like goes yeah. straight under him. I'm, That's a tough spot. It's a tough that spot. That is the hardest spot to get down to. I, I was just going to say, uh, keepers who like to save the ball with their feet all make that save. David De Gea makes that save. 10 out of David 10. David De Gea makes that save. 10 out of 10, yeah. right? I mean, he's a little bit unorthodox and blah, blah, blah. He's obviously a level or three better than Steve Clark. But, like, there are plenty of keepers who make that save. I, I'm i going to – Steve Clark has been uh, great for the Timbers. He's been uh, big, big, massive entertainment. Shouts to Steve <laughs> Clark for just – being the weirdo that he is that's all you um, want right we've just been talking about this all you want is like to feel good entertainment shit that you don't care right about the results, he is so you love Steve yep, Clark. he is the entertainment and he'll bring that but i don't think that he had a great final to be honest he made he made the one save well, he could have saved three saves or three uh penalties those penalties were not good yeah the uh, one from sean johnson uh, oh, sean johnson did his job on two of penalties that were bad penalties steve should have saved three that were bad penalties i i think but it's penalties. should have it should have is to could have he could have right but all of That's these fair. even the first goal during the run of play even david de gea is a a 85 out of 100 save he's not that's not he makes that save it's not a howl every single time sure yeah yeah right yeah. no david de is 85 out of 100 and steve clark is maybe 60 out of 100 yeah and if you do the same type of probability building for like the penalties maybe steve clark could make that save more than 50 percent of the time but it's not crazy to say okay even if you've got a way to die and may you know if he's 60 percent on all of them you flip it and three times he doesn't come up with a save like that's 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 penalties, baby. Yeah. Low that's sample penalties. size. That's yeah. low sample yeah. size statistics, right? So, uh, I don't know. I'm not holding Steve Clark. Yeah, responsible I mean Steve Clark is. It's also like Steve Clark is not <laughs> a key cog of your team. You know, you're not like going to this game being like, yeah, if Steve Clark doesn't play his best game ever, we're not going to win. It's I like ca- actually, I'm kind of M. He kind of needs to make one wild save a game. Yeah, and he didn't. Right. Yeah. Because we're not that good, like we said. Like, yeah, we were an I mean, that's okay fair. MLS team. I don't know. It's not like you've got like an incredible keeper back there, and he just yeah, didn't show up. You've got like built on Steve, Steve Clark. Clark back there, and he no. played like Steve Clark. Yeah, exactly. but for the magic, for the magic to continue, you need your keeper to, to do one on thing head. that he shouldn't yeah. do. Yeah, and he just didn't do that. Which, well, but I'm not blaming him for that. The way he celebrated, but it is his fault. Maybe he, he shouldn't did, have done that. Maybe he did do the thing that he shouldn't be doing. And we just didn't we didn't capitalize on it because yeah, you know yeah. to be no, fair, Steve. he did his job like save one as a goalkeeper. Save one, save, save one. one. That's that's your job. Yeah, he did that, and you know we we fucked yeah. up. So yeah. Um, also, we know that it's not Steve's fault because on our walk out of the stadium, there was a couple behind us having a fight. <laughs> the the girl was like, why'd you do that? You jinxed it. You know you jinxed it. And the guy was like, you think I have special powers? Love it. I can't jinx it. I love it. And she's like, you were the only one that did it, man. You were, And we lost. You were the only one that said that. You jinxed it. And he's like, what? Uh, what did he like, say? Both. I want to know. I don't know. I didn't hear that part God, of it. I would have been so happy if you just turned around and said, 
what did this fucker say? <laughs> just grab it was grabbing by the throat. What did you say? He so it was the guy behind us. It was his fault. So what can you do if a guy's gonna jinx it? I mean, he's gonna over. jinx it's it. Over. Yeah. You can't. What are you, you gonna fight do? The voodoo. Uh, so there you go. Congratulations, to NYCFC. Uh, better team certainly on the day. Wait, uh, I've got one more question. So, like, yeah, after course. this amazing high of the goal and then you're coming off the high, did you guys just, like, immediately go home or did you need a little decompression time? Uh, <laughs> I mean, we sat through Dan, extra time. No, well, after I think game. Mike's asking. Oh. Dan went on a – maybe this is Chinchilla. I went home. I, I went home. Uh, and you know what I did? I watched – I had it record. I had the game recorded. <laughs> I watched the goal – I've watched that goal Jesus. maybe six or seven times. I've, I have it. <laughs> Love it. I, Love I have it. the recording saved. I it's so good. Yeah, God. that's that's what I've been doing. I man. get involved. I love that. I love that, Palmer. I love that that romanticism about you. I'd almost like not I, want to watch it because I'd I'd want like the image from the game to like get more ingrained in my head before I tamper it with like another image. But. Actually, I went back and watched it specifically because we knew that the NYCFC players were upset about something in the lead up to the goal, but it was hard in the stands to tell if they thought there was a handball or whatever. So I went back to watch and they thought that Mabiala had like bodied a guy yeah. to the extent that it was a foul. Kind of did. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you can't, you can't call that. Yeah. No, cla- not, I mean, not it could go either way. Fine. But, I think you got to let him play. It was, wasn't like yeah. so egregious. There's 10 um, it's there's like 10 how seconds there's, left. There's no interference on Hail Marys. Right. That's exactly There's, what right. that is. There was right. 10 seconds left in the game. 10. Like, that goal was scored at 93.50. Uh, the, the ref was literally, like, checking his watch right before the game. It, it was, was literally last kick. They yeah. didn't kick off. Right. It was last kick. Right. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, I Got went it. directly, directly from the game to a holiday train ride with my family, uh, <laughs> oh, which is so good. Just a reminder that life goes on. Choo choo. Yep. That's such yeah. a good way to. That's <laughs> such a good way to decompress. <laughs> it wasn't that great because a bunch of people like didn't have their masks on and shit, oh. and it was like not a decompressive feeling. But uh, wear your masks, assholes! All of you listening, wear your masks. Not that all of you are assholes, but uh, wear your masks. <laughs> That's a game. Uh, uh, I, I'm just rewatching the. Uh, the final or the the goal just just for fun and there's a, a cut to the timber section where just a random guy is just double birding everybody <laughs> <laughs> just he's completely out of body he's just like he's i don't just, know with my hands i want i, I there do, were some shirtless guys i do want to give a shout out to to the one mike samuelson who always told me to throw bottles up and never throw bottles down i yeah. took my beer and threw it way up <laughs> we were we were close to the the, the ceiling in in uh, providence park and i'm pretty sure my beer my beer hit the ceiling uh Love it. joey sitting next to me threw his beer down and he i when i mentioned feet, that man. i that i threw my beer up he was like i saw that and i loved it so, <laughs> shouts yeah, to my you, you, you can't be too mad at joey in the moment for just getting it wrong but We'll nope. look back on that. We'll do a video review tomorrow, and <laughs> we'll have some things to say. I do want – I mean, this is all very, like, self-indulgent timber stuff, but we do a pretty good job of not talking about the timbers too much. Uh, there's – I think it's a Twitter account called, like, Football Scenes or something like that, 
which is just crowd shots after big goals to show the like swelling and like explosion of the crowd. Yeah. And I think the TV coverage doesn't do a great job of capturing the exact moment in the crowd. It doesn't. But there's there's got to be a camera yeah. on the crowd. I want to see that camera just like the moment that it goes in and see the like all of the beer. I want to oh. see all of the beer explode. Yeah, those ones just, are good. Those those are excellent. It was amazing. It was just amazing. I had two yeah. and a half beers that day. Two and a half. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Big day. That means, that means no ice cream. <laughs> those are the rules. Half of a beer into the crowd. <laughs> Uh, so there you go. An amazing experience, even in a loss. It was a draw that should have felt like a win that was a loss. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, that's awesome, though. I mean, I'm, I'm very, very psyched for you guys that you got to be there. Yeah, I agree. That was awesome. Uh, and thank you for our self-indulgence in, in uh, the debrief. That was lovely. The entire pod. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> should we just get into it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Uh, all right. Well, there's the warm-up. Mike, we got emails. Oh my God, we're we're going through emails. Okay, this is gonna be uh, the longest wow. pod ever. What else? I mean, emails are more interesting than anything else, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, luckily we got we don't have too many emails. Uh, first is from Pedro. He writes, "Football is death," uh, and then sends us a link to the new uh, L Tree uh, logo, which he hates. Uh, he sent a meme that I've never seen before. I assume this is a meme and not just a random thing Pedro sent in. That just has a guy being interviewed. <laughs> And then the caption says, this is not a happy reality, um, which is, is a pretty funny thing. But this must be a meme that hasn't made it to the over 30 crowd. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, the, I'll just very briefly describe the, the, the crest, uh, the New Mexican crest. Uh, it's an eagle. Uh, he's kind of on a ball. It's a very kind of retro-y uh, 70s, maybe 80s vibe. It says Mexico underneath the eagle. Uh, Pedro hates that it says Mexico. I don't know. I think it's okay, guys. What do you think? I love it. I fucking love it. As I far as I, we, I mean, I, I like wish it. that I wish that they would basically never redesign anything, more or less, right? Like maybe there's a few logos out there that are already so bad that I would like them redesigned, but nine out of ten redesigns don't need to happen. This probably being one of them. But if you're gonna pick a redesign that has recently happened. Is this the best one we've seen? Like, what is the more recent or in the you, last you year liked, better one? You liked like New England's. New England's is not bad. I, I felt the same way about New England's in that it's 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 hard to do a good redesign and, and there's just good enough. For instance, I this Milwaukee Wave logo I'm wearing right now is a redesign that's terrible compared to the yeah. old one. <laughs> Fuck, it was I fucking d- fire. But I don't this hate is, it. It's the what 70s, is, 80s vibe is a good vibe. That's like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. What what is what is like? Why does Pedro hate? Is it the the accent mark over the E in Mexico? Is that? I don't understand because I feel like that's new. Um, maybe I could be wrong. Yeah, uh, the old one I think is like more like, um, you know, it says like the Federation, right? Maybe kind of football or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Instead of just Mexico, like like the country. Yeah, know? it's like it's specific to the federation or whatever yeah but it's, right. it's got the it's got the soccer ball the soccer ball is like the old style whatever telstar black and white soccer ball but it's not it doesn't have the lines so it doesn't look too cheesy like clip art um yeah i don't hate it yeah. oh, it's good i mean the the old one did have it did say it says passion and pride on it uh which i think is like the 
is good. A rallying point, and this this one doesn't. But yeah, I mean, as far as redesigns go, this one definitely does not suck. Which is like transfers, baby. Most transfers suck. Most redesigns. Yeah, suck. exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. <clears throat> uh, next email is from Spence. Uh, he wants to talk about stadiums. We talked about this a little bit, but he says Fenway's pretty slick. Foxborough was horrible. If taxpayers help pay for the team stadium, then I say it's actually bad business to have big sports teams around. If city owns the venue and can generate revenue off it, then by all means. I'm reading this out only to tell you, Spence, that there's no way a city will ever generate enough revenue to pay for a stadium. The Minnesota Viking Stadium was like over a billion dollars, and um, they're not going to make that money back. So just <laughs> don't build stadiums if you're a government. Just don't do it. Yeah. Uh, I, would, yeah. I would like to say Fenway uh, overrated. Wow. So that, Why do you hey. hate stadiums? <laughs> I'm just no, trying I to like rate it. them properly. I've been to these places, and like I feel like some of them get like this nostalgia, whatever, and they're just not as good as, as you think. What's like the best stadium in the U.S.? You, I mean, I don't know. But what's for the, instance, what's Palmer your brought up Wrigley. Palmer brought up Wrigley, which is another one of these Dan's in the city leaving. stadiums. Dan's had enough. And Wrigley is not overrated. Wrigley is 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 properly rated highly. Wrigley is much better than Fenway, and they are often compared. Mm. All right. The Wrigley know. neighborhood is much better than the Fenway neighborhood. Okay, it's, that's so you're not talking about the stadium now. You're talking no, no, no. About I'm talking about the, the experience and the, the, blah, gotcha. the, blah, the blah 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 blah. Okay. Wrigley okay. neighborhood and that the whole, I mean, they're both historic old stadiums in the city, so people just one to one them like they're apples and apples, but they're not. Wrigley's has its own neighborhood. You can like walk through these little bars, everything. Fenway is like on this big street. It backs up to the interstate. Like it's not, it, it's a bunch of stuff. That's only game day stuff. It's, it's not as good. It's just not as good. I mean, frankly, I'm never going to go to Fenway unless there's a game there. So that's fine with me, but yeah, but that makes it not as cool. Like I, there's, that's the kind of cool thing about Wrigley is this like yeah. Wrigley springs sucks, out so. of the, the city. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Spencer, I don't think you're going to find anybody on this pod that's upset at the idea of not subsidizing billionaires yep. uh, building stadiums. <laughs> so we're, we're with you. Least controversial point we've yeah. had. Yeah. Um, all right. Next email. Uh, Revs fan. He just says, Revs going to rev. Uh, yeah, this sucks. And we're going to dunk on Revs fan or what? <laughs> I don't know why I sent this in, frankly. <laughs> this level I mean, of account- he loves it we're not used to he this loves level it. of accountability <laughs> yeah i mean I, I do love it uh this could have said sports gonna sport like we've all been there yeah right. uh everton gonna everton whatever like spurs spurs it up whatever like every club is like this so it's just uh you know life is that life is that way life is that way uh i mean this could be a moment to talk about Supporter Shield versus MLF Cup. The the Revs had a great year, record historic year, great team. Uh, you should be very happy. It yeah, I agree. The way this league is set up, it's a you know knockout tournament at the end of the regular season, whatever. But like, don't take away from the Revs what they did this year. Yeah, absolutely. They're gonna lose a lot, a bunch of good players, so uh, it's hard to do that. Like you know. It's going to be hard to repeat, and I mean, I think even though it's called the Supporters' Shield, like the supporters are the ones who don't take that um, 
how hard that is seriously enough or like give that enough respect in their way. Steady, um, steady call. And last time you said that the Reds were going to suck and they won the supporter shield. So that's true. Now that's you're saying point. they're not going to do it point. again. So yeah, I'm sticking with my guns. <laughs> so, uh, someone, someone on New England Revolution is listening to this podcast. Yeah, Bruce I mean, hey Bruce, straight to Bruce Arena's earbuds. We say that the supporters don't take it seriously enough, but like that's that's ultimately how we value championships. You know, like there's no reason why people care more about one championship than another other than that's what they care about and people just don't really care about the supporter shield so like nice job revs but that's not i mean it's, i mean it's a footnote baby that's that's all it's gonna be i yeah. i feel like i do care about it honestly i i feel I like mean, it's certainly worth more but the thing is you don't get that moment of drama yeah right they yep. had it locked up halfway through yep. the season and i'm not I mean, that's important. That's great. That means I get to watch my team win a lot of games yeah. or whatever. But, like, that moment you don't get with the Supporters' Shield. That's the only but issue I mean, with it. I think, like, it is nice to to have so many moments of feeling great about your team during the year. Like, that is a different kind of feeling. It's not the this high, but it's, like, a sustained high. And so, yeah, yeah like, Revs fans should look back on that. But that's not a championship. That's the same as, you know the Packers going 14 and two some year. It's great. You have a lot of awesome Sunday nights, but I don't know. You, you don't, you don't win anything for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but the difference is that in MLS, they give you a trophy for it in the NFL. They don't. And I think, I mean, this may be biased or like, um, kind of whatever I accused Palmer of like, um, looking back with rose colored glasses, but like Philadelphia union fan, uh, we our only trophy. We've been to three us cup, U.S. Open Cup Finals, a less meaningful cup final. We've lost them all. And then we finally won a trophy that's the Supporter Shield. I'm like, yeah, that's a trophy, man. Like, I love that trophy. I, I That's a hard trophy to win, and it means a lot, and da-da-da-da-da. It's a trophy, like, unlike this NFL going 14-2. and two. Um, And I would take the Supporter Shield over at one of those U.S. Open Cups because, you know, it's like, it's a harder thing to win and it's over the course of the season and blah, blah, blah. So maybe that's, that's, that's because I'm a union fan, but, and that's what we've won. <laughs> but I, I'll, t- I mean, I would not take it over MLS cup. True. But like I, I put value in it because of that. Yeah. Well, no, no one can tell you what to do. Uh, <laughs> next email is from Pedro. He's just quoting Don Garber saying that the two-year, the World Cup every two years is a bad idea. We've kind of talked about this. Uh, I don't know. And Anything to add here, guys? Don Garber making headlines. No. I mean, that sh- shouldn't be a headline, right? Like, that's just in his financial interest, so. Yeah, but, but Mike, Broken clock. Mike, Mike wants a World Cup every two years. Just let's at make least, that clear. At least every two years. <laughs> uh, that's it. Soccerthread at gmail.com. There's at least one person who I talked to today who said they were going to send an email and didn't, and I know who you are. And I'm thinking about <laughs> it. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, not nice things. Yeah, if they made it past, if they made it this far in the pod. Yeah. Next time Mike is out skiing, he's going to be using that that energy. Yeah. <laughs> Pulling really hard. Well, I think that's bad uh, skiing. I don't think you should do that. Sorry, right. I don't care. Use the legs. Uh. <laughs> Soccer thread at gmail.com. Those are the emails. Palmer's done. He doesn't want any of the rest of that. I got to eat dinner. He's, He's out. He's out.
Uh, you don't want to talk about Tottenham having a, a COVID outbreak? Listen, this is the best thing that has worked <laughs> for Tottenham. <laughs> it's the first we, time they really united the team around anything. I mean, this is the it, it has worked out the best that it could possibly worked out for, for Spurs. Like, uh, the game against Wren for the Europa Champions Cup, League Cup, 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 is has been canceled or postponed or something. Uh, actually canceled. The uh, Premier League game this weekend also postponed. Um, it's great. It's just this is about as good as it could have worked out for us. So, you know. It's just so you're okay with it? Not it playing. Is. As good as it gets, baby. I Listen, I hope everyone is healthy. I hope everything is okay. I hope, you know, everyone is healthy after COVID and nothing long-term, whatever. But in terms of the, the game, like, this is exactly how it should have worked out. So that's great. Uh, Colin, Everton embarrassed today by Crystal Palace. Everton. Does... Yeah, go ahead. Rafa Benitez, is it time? It's it's time. Yeah, it's time. One one win in the last ten. Uh, my friend who's an Arsenal supporter sent me a, a nice little uh, screenshot of Arsenal Twitter, which was like, you know, some random like Opta Joe being like, uh, Everton only have one win in their last ten, and then like Arsenal Twitter re- retweeting like an Arsenal fan account being like, that team must be really embarrassed, because um, <laughs> our one win is obviously against Arsenal. Um, but yeah, I mean we're we're just awful. We look so bad. Like when Crystal Palace like just plays you off the pitch, and you're just like, and it's not that. I mean, our, the players are not good enough. There's things that need to be done, but like Crystal Palace shouldn't be like just wiping the floor with yeah. you, right? Like that's not great. That's a problem. He's uh, Rafa Benitez has like exiled or whatever you say, um, Luca Dean, who's been one of our best players in the past whatever eighteen months probably. So it's just kind of weird too, like where you're like, why? And Richarlison started up top day and got pulled pulled off early. It's like you're pulling a player off early who you played out of position and is probably your best player. You played him out of position. He there. was also not happy about it coming off. Yeah, like, like, well, I mean, it makes no sense, feel like right? Like he's there. your best attacking yeah. threat, like not close, and you can't and you play him out of position. Then you're like, okay, I want to bring in a striker. You can't shuffle him out to left wing where he's he plays. Like I. It's a bunch of stuff that doesn't make sense, and and you can get away with that stuff not making sense or being not like new ideas if you have results. The results are not there, and they have not been there. So, yeah, I think at some point you got to move on. Does changing the manager? I was thinking about this today. Does it do any? Like, it feels like the players just aren't good enough, and you can blame the manager. And that is the easiest change to make, especially in the middle of the season. Change the manager. So I don't think it's the wrong move it's the most obvious move certainly but like is there any hope that it actually changes anything i mean it's not going to make us a top whatever you want to say six team no like we're not a, we're not top six talent uh will we move upward in the standings i think so yeah it's like it's like i mean the quote we give all the time right he's he's minus 20 percent right now we could if we could just have vanilla we'd be better i mean yeah. i think you could also yeah. just ask like what's the point of sports to that question right i mean <laughs> It's kind of it's kind of all right in the same wheelhouse. Yeah. I mean, I mean you're just trying and, to get that top draft and pick. And like for for Tank well, it. for Everton supporters, right? Like Rafa Benitez already was like a pretty not in, 
a pretty hated guy, right? He's a Liverpool manager for a long time. And pretty controversial for us to hire him. So he's already on thin ice. So obviously we want him gone now. His number two, who would come over, who would be the interim manager, or like, I don't know if it's really his number two, but whatever. The assistant manager who would not leave with him is Duncan Ferguson, club legend, who's already been an interim manager for us before. <laughs> had some great moments under him. Like, it got you exactly that feeling of, like, the fans feeling good. Even if the results are the same, like, the fans feel differently about it when it's Duncan. Yeah. Yeah. Hugging the ball boy when the when the goal goes in, like yeah, give us that again. Like just even if the result is the same, like give At us at least those, let's have fun. Th- yeah, like those are just better moments. Like Would for you, Mike's, like what's the point of sports? Like that's to me that's more well, enjoyable sports. I, I mean, I, I'm just saying, like well, we're asking, is is Rafa gonna make make this team a lot better? It's like, well, at a certain point, I mean, who knows? Like who knows how much better Everton can get? But it's like if you care. You have to change something, and we already said, like, this is the easiest thing to change. Yeah. Would, you, would yeah. you take Mourinho at Everton? Uh-huh. Like, is there another option, or is it like you have to fold up the club or Jose can coach? <laughs> is it Rafa or Mourinho? <laughs> Rafa or Mourinho. Rafa yeah, Rafa or Mourinho. Or Mourinho. Um, I'll take Mourinho as long as wow. I know. I, I can – I'm not, like, committing to Mourinho. You're not telling me – Rafa for the next game or Mourinho for three years. Like, well, I don't want Mourinho for three years. But if you're just like indefinitely Rafa or indefinitely Mourinho right now, yeah, just give me the other one. Give me the other thing I don't like. Six eyebrows just went up on the Zoom call. I mean, that's where it is right now. Just give me a change. Wow. Things are dark. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. It's dark. It's dark. Uh, other... Uh, Christian Pulisic didn't see the field in Chelsea's win against Leeds today. Uh, any concern about what's going on at Chelsea with Puli? I mean, no more no. concern than I've had for a no. while. All right, is, injury prone. Substantial Pulisic. amount. <laughs> yeah, you've been against this move since the beginning, since before he won I, the Champions League. I sent you guys a a link today about like agents. We might get into this more in a future pod, but basically. Takeaway from Pulisic is that his agent made a shit ton of money for him to move to Chelsea, which always raises a little bit of eyebrows for me. Like, who does this benefit the most? Probably not the player. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's just that the agent can sell the player on the move. Like, it's a bigger club, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You make more money. Okay. But, like, it wasn't just like, oh, he made a normal amount of money for an agent with a big move. This was, like, one of the most – lucrative agent transfers in recent history which is red flag for your boy <laughs> he's he's been all right though Seems he's fair. been Seems all right fair. uh uh other u.s men's national team guys Gio Reyna's back in training that's hopeful tim wea is out with no return uh mike do you want to yell do you want to yell about this Josh Sargent got 90 minutes. I don't Mike. Oh, let's Mike, Tim Wea, we... yell at us about Tim oh, Wea yeah. for a second, please. <laughs> Tim Wea is very good. The coach said he's recovering well. We just don't know when he's going to be ready. So I'm just going to take a deep breath. <laughs> That's right. Tim Wea is out for our next qualifiers. He was our best player in the last qualifiers. Get your hand over the panic button. <laughs> uh, there's a bet on this podcast about Josh Sargent's average minutes per game. Uh, so there's a text message every Saturday morning to update <laughs> yes. on Josh Sargent. 
Uh, the bet is over under 45 minutes per game in the league. Colin's got the over. Mike has the under. Uh, Mike, where are we right now? Uh, I'm looking it up, but we're we're definitely over right now. We're not tons yeah. over, but we're I just probably at say, about fifty. Yeah, something like fifty. I well, when but, I made this bet, I was it's clearly a hedge. I was like, I don't think Sargent's going to do well. So I'm, I'm betting because he's not that good. He's not very good, and Norwich is shit. Uh, <laughs> and so I just figured, you know, he doesn't score a lot of goals. He's a forward. They're going to play, like, one forward most games. He'll come on for 10 minutes a game. This is easy money. But I figured in the off chance that he does well, you know, all right. You'll be happy. At least then he's doing well. He's, like, probably doing great for the U.S. It's good. It's a win-win. And somehow he has (laughs) managed to be absolute (laughs) garbage and still average, like, 50 minutes a game. And it's just so stupid. It's like after every game – uh, he's just getting absolutely crucified about how terrible he is, and then he just <laughs> keeps playing, and it makes me wonder if they have any it. other players. I, I mean, also, we, yeah, the, you said on the podcast that made me – you are the person – I try to make bets with the other three of you all the time. And, uh, Mike, you're the hardest one to get me to, 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 to fish for. You're the, you're the, I have to put the best bait on the hook. And you uh, – Said I think on the podcast he'll get twenty or twenty five minutes per game, and then I had to I texted you oh he'll get forty five I'll give you over under forty five, thinking uh, that you'd never bite anyway, and then you took it and I was like oh shit, is he really gonna get more than forty five minutes a game? Yeah. <laughs> it's turns out Norwich is worse than we thought. Yeah, they're so bad. He's at fifty one, just over fifty one minutes per game. So I'm really, really hoping that they go out, they bring in someone, they get a bunch of guys on loan. From, yeah, you, you know, need a you need a transfer, City transfer out of the league. He's gone through a manager, a new manager. He's just getting the more new manager time. seems to like him. It doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't make sense. <laughs> he he works hard. He works hard. I'm now looking up where Asamoah Gyan is. They got to get him in. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great shout. He's got to be like 40 yeah. years old at this point. He's 36. Still better than Josh Sargent. Uh, he's Jermaine Defoe. Jermaine Defoe. Get Jermaine Defoe in there. Defoe would be a good yeah, one. Need a proven goal scorer. Oh, did you see the Andy Carroll this week? Yes, that was incredible. No. Oh, he's playing for who's he playing for? Mike Redding? I have no idea. Yeah, I think he plays for Redding. They were playing against West Brom, or maybe he plays for West Brom and they're playing against Redding. Um, but he, it's like a great camera angle. It's like the camera that's right along the goal line, like that you would be used for some kind of VAR or like goal line technology or something and it's a corner comes in and he gets up higher than the keeper it's like a it's gonna go it's going like near post or maybe like olympico style in he gets up higher than the keeper and heads it away the first one and in doing so he falls backwards into the net and then there's a follow-up shot and it's it's going to it's gonna score and he dives out of the net and and like diving headers it out just right at the goal line and it's oh just, like, God. so beautiful from the side view of it, like, the profile view of it, that he, like, how he gets to it right before it, it's going to cross. And you're just like, holy shit. Like, first of all, it's a great play. Like, that's what Andy Carroll's absolutely born to do. Yeah. And, like, it's absolutely elite play at this non-elite level. But also, like, the just the beauty of the camera work on it is is so good. He, he looks so like good. a fish. Just he's, he's, he's On the all, second one, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. all, like arching back like a salmon trying to go up river 
Yeah, it's just <laughs> phenomenal play by Andy Carroll. Uh, if you Google search Andy Carroll videos, the first thing that comes up is a video from 2012, which feels about right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, given that this he did not score on this play, it's I don't think it's going to make his his like top YouTube videos. <laughs> That's a great video. Look that up. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's it. That wasn't on the. I don't know if anyone knew, but that actually, the Andy Carroll was not ready, not on the, not on the run order. Spontaneous, spontaneous oh, potting yep. here. Yeah, amazing stuff. Oh, it's been a few weeks, guys. Uh, that felt really good, and thank you for indulging us. Uh, it was nice to debrief the experience from the weekend. Uh, we'll be back again next week. Thanks, Thanks Cliff. Cliff. Thanks, Cliff. Bye. Bye.